Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle, and as always with me is my lovely co-host and wife, Jessica Carter-Ogle. Hi, y'all. How you doing out there? Woo! Boy, what a, what a time. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, uh, well, as always, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find us there, like, listen, subscribe. Yep. Um, it's funny, we're obviously recording, but we haven't recorded in, like, what, 13 days? Something like that, yeah. We, as you know, we had an episode when we were out of town, so we did sort of a double recording before we left in case that didn't work out. So we had, like, a backup recording and all of that, so yeah, I feel like... Wow, we haven't done this in a while, and technologically speaking, there is a little rust on the wheels. Uh, it's just it took us about 20 minutes to get here uh, today. You know, uh, when we record with mics on the road, the settings have to be different, and well, I just, I don't know, I had to uninstall, reinstall the software, because it just wouldn't take the settings for what we're doing now. It just wouldn't take them. We He's not on. pleased with the software anyway. He's, yeah. He wants to... Yeah, Zhuzh it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. We're gonna be, we're probably gonna be switching our our software soon because this is, I'm I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've been sitting in the same position. And he rearranged the basement, y'all. So yeah, he has kind of flipped the way everything was. So the like mics and stuff, the cords are a little bit different, and I sort of feel like I'm trapped and I can't move. Um, he's fine. His stuff is totally fine. But where I'm at, I'm like trapped with cords. I have to like hold a mic cord so Soph doesn't like clothesline herself with it as she runs by. So yeah, I mean we're we're working on stuff. I'm I'm making some other changes. It it'll be it'll be. We're fixing. settling into phase two of the podcast, and yeah, so far uh, so good, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I've ordered stuff, but it hasn't showed up yet. So yeah. that's the thing. Like, it's not it's not here yet. He wanted me to wait till like later on Sunday. So it's Sunday about noon is kind of when we record. Yeah. And he's like, if you can wait a few hours, and I cannot because it's Sunday first of all, and like <laughs> that's the day that you need to be like done and ready for your week by six o'clock at the latest and with um falling back i'm all wonked out with time yeah i've got an audit at work tomorrow i have to be at work at 7 30 in the morning Ooh. i'm trying not to think about it so i don't constantly feel like i have to puke so that's all i'm going to speak to about that <laughs> but moral of the story is no this is your window to get me to podcast and that's it man <laughs> <laughs> it's always about her folks it's always about her yeah, and if you took you this long to realize it, like I guess that'll be good for you in the future. But I don't know how it took this long. Oh boy, any 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 who. So anyway, so with us not having recorded for a while, we have a grab bag of what's new for y'all. We got a few things. Um, so w- when we recorded last, obviously as she mentioned, um, technically we were in Missouri. Um, and we talked about a Missouri trip, but yes. then we came home, and what a trip home that was with airport. I don't understand what people's deals are between airports, between uh, with the TSA, between different cities and different states. But when we went through Detroit to go to Missouri, like they didn't make me take out the iPad or the computer out of my bag. They were like, leave it in the bag. They had bigger bins or any liquids. Yeah. They were like, everything stays in this container that we have, this bin that we have, which is an oversized bin, everything goes in there. Shoes, all that stuff. Now, I still had to take my belt off. You still have to take your shoes off and empty your pockets, obviously. But like like she said, we didn't have to take the toothpaste and make sure all that kind of stuff was in a, a Ziploc bag. We didn't have to do that. We didn't have to take the computer out, the iPad out, none of that stuff. 
we got through, uh, what would you say? We were through in probably less than five minutes. Oh, yeah. And, this, and mind you, this is our first time flying since March of 2020. So I was like, wow, these are cool new yeah. like TSA regulations. Like this is so simple and so easy. Yep. D- DTW was fantastic. Detroit yes. Metropolitan Airport. Yeah. And then on our way home f- from Missouri, they're in the archaic times. Oh, my gosh. I, I used to go to Missouri at least twice a year, like, Every year since I was like 16 to 20 or 16 to, I don't know, 36 for like 20 years. And I've never had an issue. St. Louis Airport, I literally felt like I was walking into like welcome to the crap show, so to speak. Like we wasn't great when we left Detroit, we just did a bag drop. So we went up to the thing and the person printed our bag tag and gave it to us. When we went to St. Louis, I walked up there and the lady like shushed me back to like these computers. And I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. So I tried a different person and he's like, did you print your bag tag? And I'm like, I need to print it. I'm like, so I had to go and figure out, like, we printed our bag tags and we brought them up to the guy and he's like. And he wouldn't even put them on. No, it was very weird. And I guess that's an option here as well in Detroit. But I just didn't know this is new to me. And they were very unhelpful and a little snarky. Like, I'm like, am I supposed to put this on too? Because in Detroit, they do this stuff for you. So I've never had to do this. And then he was like, well, turn it over. And so I'm standing there holding it and he's like, see how you stick it on there. And he's like, I knew you guys could do it. And I was like, wow, thanks so much for all of your help. Like my thing was, is, uh, well, my thing is, is that we, we are a PC podcast. So like our PG podcast, we don't curse because we want people to be able to listen to with their family and their car and all that kind of stuff. PC and PG. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have words that I can't say on this podcast that for that agent and that situation, because that was literally the only thing that he did was put it on the the belt thing behind it that takes it to the plane. Mind you, he That's didn't it. even check our ID, nope. which you were supposed to do when you drop your bag. There's signs everywhere. They check your ID. Yep. So literally... He offered me no assistance, stood there kind of like a pompous jerk, like he thought he was somebody because he's getting this bag. And then, like, he just set it there. And as we go into security, I'm like, one, okay, that guy probably hates us. Our bags probably aren't even going to make it to Detroit. And two, I'm like, did he look at your ID? And he's like, no. I'm like, so in St. Louis, they don't even help you to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, I don't understand. I've never done this before. And they just kept pointing to the computers and been like, go over there. You have to do that. Like, without even telling me what it is. And then he just took our bags without checking our ID. Yeah. And then we go through the metal detectors, and I had to take everything out. And I was under the impression. And it had to go in separate bins. The iPad had to go in a separate bin. The computer had to go in a separate bin. Like, And then, it, as I said, we traveled with microphones. They're wrapped up. One's in one bag, one's in the other. When we went through Detroit, they were both in my bag. They didn't even, it went through the x-ray. They didn't even care. Moved yeah. right along. Missouri, they pulled both my bag aside, and they were like, what's in here? And I was like, "It's it, we microphones that for our podcast. That guy was cool about he it. He was nice. He's like, oh, man, that's cool. And I was like, there's another microphone in her bag. And he's like, okay, I see it. Cool. And then he sent it through. But, like, I had to take everything out. 
again. Like, like guess, we're pre-pandemic all over again, and everything is slow. It took us forever to get through I would there. love to hear what your TSA experiences are in different airports, because I was under the impression TSA was federal, federally regulated, and I don't understand why certain rules apply in Detroit and certain in St. Louis. Now, perhaps they're testing some new ways of doing things in certain airports, but I have no idea. All I know is when we flew in Detroit, we were like, wow, that was so easy and so streamlined and so great. And then in St. Louis, I was like, this place is a cluster F. This is an absolute mess. Yeah. And oh, it's just not great. And not to my, and we also flew Southwest. Shout out to my Uncle Johnny because he helped us get that with points. So thank you very much. That was awesome. Thank you, Uncle Johnny. I appreciate that and as well. One thing about Southwest that I used to like is that you board in the ABC groups and you can select your own seat. And that was great back in the day because you can check in 24 hours in advance. I checked in exactly 24 hours in advance in previous times, and I'd be A15, A12, whatever. Now they offer like this early bird stuff where people can pay extra to check in sooner. And like on our way back, so each group A, B, and C is um, 60, 60, and 60 people in the group. I checked in exactly 24 hours before, and we were B58 and 59. So I'm like, how on earth... I couldn't have checked in a second sooner, but I'm already at the end of the boarding group. We were like the last row on the plane just so we could sit next to each other. Like Southwest, like what is going on with you? Do you just reserve seats for people to do early bird? Then they offered us an option to do early for like 60 bucks each. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I I have flown Delta. I have flown American Airlines. Um, I have flown Southwest. Uh, I flew Northwestern before it w- was joined with Delta. Um, what else is there? I haven't flown Spirit. I like Frontier. I, miss, I, I haven't mean, flown them in a while. I haven't though. flown them either. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away from it. I hate Southwest. I, I absolutely hate it. I hate. I hate it's the totally entire experience. It's totally worth it for me for a flight that I don't have to pay for. That so is, I'm super grateful for that. That is literally the only thing that was good about flying Southwest is the fact that your Uncle Johnny helped us get there and get back. Otherwise, I, I hate Southwest. It is the absolute worst plane ride. It's the absolute worst seating experience. Like Planes I want to be able to select my seat and sit where I want to sit. Well, normally... Before I get on the plane. Yes. I don't want to get on the plane and it's a first come, first serve, good luck trying to get there that you need to... Good good luck trying to get a seat because literally, as she said, we had two of us, three three seats on each side, and we had to go all the way to the very back of the plane to sit next to each other because everybody is, you know... I guess everyone's paying extra money. I don't know. It's not for me. I enjoy being able to check two bags for free and have my carry-on and everything. I have no problem flying Southwest. I just don't understand what the seating thing is now and why I have to pay X extra amount of money just to be in, like, the A group. And I will say, too, as we're on there, like, apparently the last row of the plane, I guess – the seats are a little tighter, which no one ever says to anybody. And people are coming on at the end. And there was a mom who like, she wasn't even that heavy. Like she was average looking, maybe just a little bit more, nothing. And it wouldn't matter anyway. And her daughter and her daughter is sitting there. Yep. And then like the flight attendant, the mom's coming back and the flight attendant's like, oh, it's a little tighter back here. You might want to have her sit back here. And the mom's like, oh, well, excuse me. I think she's just calling me fat. So I'm going to sit up here and switch with my daughter. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know if that was a flight attendant's intention. 
But I feel like if that's the case and that's a legit concern about the plane, that should be announced during boarding that, you know, just an FYI, the flight, the rows and the couple seats back are a little bit tighter instead of like calling someone out on the plane, which was completely unnecessary. That woman would have been fine sitting anywhere. I, I My thing is, is that there is no delicate way to do that in 2022. No, there's not. Regardless of what you say to that person, they are going to lose their mind. And she didn't th- and lose her mind. They're go- they're going to think that they're being called fat or whatever, and and they're going to take offense. Literally, that's the society we're in now. Everybody just let the woman everybody- sit in the chair if she's uncomfortable. She can get up and switch with her daughter. Yeah, and that's totally fine. But at the same time, if they if they want to say anything, like they're better off not saying anything at all because the person was one hundred percent chance of being offended. Because yeah. that's just the society we're in now. Everybody's offended by anything. I, I saw the same situation, and I thought to myself. That lady had no reason to make that comment at all because that lady was not calling her fat. She over-exaggerated, and all she had to do was go, thank you, ma'am, and just move on. Literally, it was. I thought to myself, I was like, there's no no reason to get uh, agitated with someone who just tried to tell you something that was that's First part of, of all, her job to know. I disagree with you, and I don't think the woman got agitated at all. I think that if that's an issue with Southwest Plains, that should be an announcement that's made. Ooh. I've sat in those rose before and i haven't felt any difference yeah. you can't lean back but other than that i mean they were sitting a row ahead of us so i mean like it yeah. wasn't any different no but. so i don't know it was just weird oh i do have an aside i am sitting here right now in um these bright yellow lsu tiger pants <laughs> and this gray tennessee vols hoodie and I am reminded of this country song you guys all need to listen to that I just discovered by Megan Maroney called Tennessee Orange. <laughs> listen to it because it's basically like me with Steven in a little in a little way. I feel like I've been taken over by the South right now. That's funny. Um, and I'm wearing all this gifted uh, Tennessee and Louisiana apparel for things yeah. I don't even know anything about. And uh, I'm sporting a uh, Clementine's hoodie from where we went in Missouri to get some really good ice cream. Yeah. Have you guys ever dropped over 100? dollars at a quick ice cream shop before (laughs) because we did there's this place called clementine's um creamery clementine's naughty and nice creamery um i don't know if they're national but they are by kelly and wes's house in lake st louis missouri and it's delicious they have some like boozy ice cream and some regular yeah um but they also have apparel so you know we're on vacation so vacation jones in the house and like we go up there and I have like this long sleeve t-shirt because Kelly and I had to buy matching t-shirts. If you recall her saying on the podcast, like yep. we bought a couple matching shirts while we were there and he bought a hoodie and then I bought like a patch and then we bought ice cream and $110 later, quick ice cream stop while on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. How does that happen? Does that happen to you guys? Like, I feel like it's because everything. If is I was going now. into like a cool, no, it's because we bought a hoodie and a long sleeve shirt in an ice cream shop. Like, if I was going downtown Detroit, and I was like, oh, there's this cool new ice cream place, and they had apparel, there ain't a chance in heck I would have bought apparel there. I live here. But I'm in, like, Missouri, and I'm like, what? This dripping skull and crossbones naughty nice ice cream. Like, I must have this shirt. No price tags on anything. I had no idea how much anything was. I just get up to the counter, and she's like, $110. And I was like, oh, this is the most expensive ice cream I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah, I I love their logo. We'll probably put up a picture of their logo. Yeah. Their logo is really cool, which is why I got the hoodie. It's it's got a uh, it's got some colors on the back, but yeah, it's a skull that's dripping, looking like ice cream with crossbones. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was very good ice cream. And, and it was. Sh- shout out to my um, my uh, dentist, uh, the lady who cleaned my teeth last. She did some cool s- did something to my teeth. Put this stuff on it that makes it to where my gums don't uh, feel like somebody's sticking a knife into them when I eat ice cream now. So it's great. Or drink cocktails. Yeah, so it's you great. You can have ice cream and tequila, man. and he is a happy man. It's a it's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So that's still kicking for him. I don't know how long that's been, but. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, we, when we got back, we made a trip. Uh, we made a trip up to Auburn Hills. We were going to go to uh, like a resale shop, uh, Second and Charles, which we ended up. Uh, she ended up getting a few things. I didn't get anything. But then we turned around and went to TJ Maxx because she had a to great do a return. Album that was um, the greatest folk singers of the '60s. Amazing. I was listening <laughs> yeah. to it this morning. That's yeah. my jam. Yeah, it sounded '60s folk. Like anti-war, peace, love, and harmony. Yeah, that's right up my alley. It's it's it sounds really good. I heard some of it. Um, and then we turned around and went to TJ Maxx, and I ran into a friend uh, that I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, shout out to my friend Sherry Bland if she's listening to the podcast now, because now she knows about it. Um, yeah, shout out to her. It was cool. I haven't seen her, man. I haven't seen her in probably five years or more. Um, I'm in line, just, and just, he's he's going to the bathroom, and I'm like. I'm about to check out, and I'm like, I don't see him. I'm like, I'm checking out. I'm like, and I'm in line for a while because it's TJ Maxx at Great Lakes Crossing. Like, yikes. Yeah. But I'm like, is he okay in there? Is he sick in there? Like, where is he? <laughs> and then I come out, and Chatty Cathy is chatting it up with somebody. Yeah, and uh, so Sher- Sherry Bland, we used to do, uh, when I was a volunteer uh, with youth group, I mean, like 10 years ago now, um, uh, when I was working with a church, um, but she had on Sunday nights, the youth would come to her house and we okay. would do, we would do like, you know, like a lesson or whatever, but we would order pizza and stuff like that. Um, man. And, and it was cool. We do, you know, we did holiday parties and stuff like that. We do game nights. Sometimes we're literally just go over and play games and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Sherry. She's a really cool person. Probably one of the sweetest people you ever meet, man. You've talked about her before. Cause you told me some of those stories. Like she would let you do your laundry at her house too. And stuff like that, which yeah. I think is very cool. Yeah, when I had a, an apartment, when I, I and I didn't have a washer and dryer, she basically um, gave me the the how to get into her house and and let me come over to do laundry anytime I wanted to, literally anytime. And she would tell me like if she was doing like a family get together or something, that way I wouldn't come over at that time or whatever. But yeah. she's like, whatever you want to do, come over. She's like, you know, my, you know, eat food, whatever. She showed me how to cook some stuff, which was cool. She showed me how to cook lasagna and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, very sweet lady, one of the nicest people you ever meet. And I've never seen her not smiling. Like she's just a really smiling person. Very cool person. I, I, I love her, man. She's a great person. It's funny with being online. Um, and we're even, I feel like I'm less online social media wise personally since we've done the podcast, but a little bit more online podcast, if that makes sense. Yeah. I rarely post anymore just me, but it's more podcast stuff. And it's funny because she was like, I feel like I know you. Like, I, you guys, I saw you guys get married and like all this stuff. And it's funny how people get an impression of you and like a familiarity for you, which I totally see why people are getting like so obsessed with like celebrity culture and stuff like that oh, because yeah. you see so much of people and like, but she was very sweet about it. And I remember um, seeing my cousin, one of my cousins not too long ago. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but you know, um, I said hi to her. I hadn't seen her in forever. She'd never met Steven. And she was like, you know, nice to meet you. She's like, I feel like I know you from social media. And she's like, so are you guys really as happy as you seem? And it's funny. I feel like only a family member, even if someone you're not really close to would ask you that because it's like, 
yeah, I mean, we honestly are like, we've waited a long time to find each other and have the life that we're having and we are happy, but it's just funny because you definitely put off a certain persona and stuff online. That's why there are so many like issues with kids and teens and puberty and seeing things that look like, you know, just sensationalized and everything not being as real on social media. Yeah. I mean, it just, just an example, like you, you look at anybody that does fitness yes. on, on Instagram, it's all about angles, like yep. literally. And there's some, there's some fitness trainers that will post a reality and Instagram side by side so that you can see that like, yeah, they still have, they have flaws just like everybody else. And it's really not even flaws. It's just, they're human like everybody else. They have, maybe they have stretch marks. Maybe they have, you know, they don't have washboard abs, but if they turn their body in the right angle, they do that sort of thing. Um, I just feel and, like and, from and for youth and and it, for them, it's it's even it's even more of a head trip because yeah. they see the perfection all the time, and that's really not reality. And from my perspective, it's like, well, then stop faking the angles. Just do real stuff because I f I feel like it's even more problematic to do this is perfect, but this is how I really look because it's like, you're still, you're still giving that impression of an unattainable goal. You're literally come out and saying, even I can't make this, but you're still showing it to like people who are looking to you for like motivation and they are in their mind confused and still seeing it. So they still think it's real and want to strive for it. I think we I would all be a lot better off if the selves that we put on the internet were more authentic i i know some trainers that uh post on instagram a lot and i know some girls that are trainers that post and i know that when it comes like to uh period in that time of the month like they post that kind of stuff because there's bloating and things of that oh, nature sure. and they post about that and how like like that's real that's a real thing embrace your body that's just a thing that happens like you know as for all the young young girls that are looking at all this so that they know that like that's a normal thing like they need to realize that that's something that you just you have to embrace There's as a my young feminist girl. husband being pro period yep <laughs> hey man I, I'm a, I'm a feminist because I have a wife and I care about her, so that's what it is. Well, thank you, but that's not why you are. You are because you yeah. before you met me because yeah. the root of feminism is just equality for everybody. It is, but also at the same time, I grew up with a family with very strong women in yes. it, and yeah. I mean, I love them all to death. My aunt Risa, my aunt Melanie, my aunt Liz, my mom, my grandma, all very strong women that mm -hmm. I saw on a regular basis. My dad's side of the family has some strong women too. My aunt Kathy, my aunt Becky. Um, but man, my aunt Mimi, like I'm, I, I grew up with a lot of strong women and, uh, man, I, it, it's just, that's just what it is. Women are stronger than, and than people know. And then he met me, oh. the ultimate. <laughs> All right. Now, what was our next topic? Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, we, we might do another fire. It's getting cold. Oh my gosh. So we're Ooh. periodically putting things away. We've had like. We're like, no, we're going to do another fire. Don't put anything away. And then it's like, all right, we'll just put these few things away because we don't need the summer decor items out. And then it's like, okay, but we're going to do a fire. And then it was like, we'll just put a little bit of this away. So now we're down to two chairs and a fire pit yeah. is all we have left out. If, and I don't know if we're going to have another fire. I, my husband is cold. He's always cold. So. I, I, I need the wind to die down. Well, I need the wind to die down because the wind is what that kills me. Time of the year where that's not going to happen. So I think next weekend is probably when we're going to put the last two chairs and the fire pit away. Pro but we're just leaving it out for Pro now. Probably, yeah. Um, 
So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this company called Turo. I think it's called Turo. It's T-U-R-O. So last Saturday... We are watching the Tennessee Vols game, apparently. Oh, boy, which, uh, I mean, like like she said, we haven't podcasted in two weeks. That Tennessee-Georgia game was very hard to watch. Uh, yeah, that Tennessee did not win. It was not not a fun experience. But while that was happening outside, just the, non, the non-sports person, but our neighborhood yes. watch. Unofficial captain of the um, non-authorized neighborhood watch in Plymouth Township. <laughs> was on patrol because i saw like across the street so our neighbors have like a van and like some sort of black car that's usually parked in front of their house and i saw this non-license plate mind you like navy blue jeep cherokee pull down the street turn around in their driveway and park behind the car and i'm like what is going on the guy gets out of the car He's like starting to take pictures of the car and I'm like, what is happening? And so I take pictures of him taking pictures of the car and take pictures of his car. And then I see him and there's something on the window of the car. And I'm like, what is that? I don't know what it is. And I see him do something to it. And then I see him get in the car and leave. And then the Jeep Cherokee leaves. Mind you, no one got out of the car to get in the driver's side of the Jeep Cherokee, which was super sketchy to me. They just apparently scooted over. So these people leave. I've got my photos. Mind you, I've done nothing about it, but I'm just gathering evidence. <laughs> so I'm like, this is so weird. So then Monday, I leave to go to work. And as I'm leaving, I see that car back with the thing on its window and another SUV across the street the same way. So I do a quick Yui to come back and take a look. And I'm like, these are keypads like lock like lock boxes you would put on your door of an open house or something you put in the code and there's a key in it yeah and i'm like what is going on so then i'm thinking well like we live near like a main intersection and i'm like i don't want people thinking they can just leave cars here like what's going on like this neighborhood is not going down and my tax and property taxes just went up and so yeah. i'm driving to work all fired up so then we're taking so for a couple strolls this week and we still see the car sitting there and I'm like, this is so weird. What's going on with this? So we take pictures of them and are gathering more evidence. And then um, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like I haven't seen anybody else come. I don't know what's going on. This is weird. I just don't want some sketchy like thing happening on our block, you know? Yeah. And then I uh, get a text from Steven yesterday. He was with his friend Ricky, who was on our podcast recently, you know, hustling his Morley candy and baseball cards as a child, if you recall. And he tells Steven about. Yeah. So apparently this company, uh, Turo, I think is what it's called. T-U-R-O, as I said earlier. Um, it is a company that basically is Airbnb for cars. I've so, never heard of that. So you fly to to whatever city or go to a city and then or or it's in your city you can rent somebody else's car what so i was like of course ricky would know about this newest hustle like not shocked but like <laughs> i'm like this is crazy to me like i and you know who's doing this y'all dewalt is yeah. my i've surmised because <laughs> maybe we don't know because dewalt's wife muriel has a red van <laughs> And so she, the van goes in the driveway and into the garage and I only ever see Muriel driving it, but now DeWalt drives it too. And DeWalt's car would always be parked in front. Now the car parked in front, who, what I assume is still DeWalt's car has the lockbox. So I think DeWalt has a side hustle with Turo now. 
And next time Steven sees him, because they're friends and he knows we watch him, Steven can ask him about it because obviously <laughs> he's going to know we notice. And I want to know if it's DeWalt that's doing it. I mean, I'll probably see DeWalt next year. I mean, like it's getting cold out. I don't go DeWalt out that much. DeWalt will do his snow probably the same amount of times he does his lawn. So if the Maybe. normal person did their snow twice a week, DeWalt would do it four times a week. So you could see him. Yeah. I mean, I... It's just. Have y'all heard about this? I have not, and it's I. So weird. I'm curious about car insurance, like yeah. how I don't. How is that affected? You're having strangers drive your car. Most car insurance policies don't cover any other drivers off the policy. If it's if it's similar to Uber, then your insurance is probably through this company instead of through other things. Mm. Like mm. like Uber does a weird thing with insurance and stuff like that it's it's different so do you want to start doing this with your car because no. you just work no. from home all the time and that giant no. paperweight just sits in our garage no i have reservations about letting you drive the car let alone let somebody else um, i'll drive the car when i'm good and ready and i'm know how to drive it there which will apparently be um 2074 there is currently one person that is not myself uh that i would let drive my car and that's your dad yep that's it. Has he driven it? He has not. He drove. He drove, he drove your other car. Yeah, he drove the other one. He's not drove this one yet. Um, but uh, yeah, he's the only person that I would let drive my car. Goodness. So anyway, there apparently isn't some sort of tomfoolery happening on the block. Nope. But rest assured, y'all, I will keep an eye on it. I will continue to gather my evidence and keep my pictures in my photo album that I have for my neighborhood watch. And we will go from there <laughs> as the holidays come upon us. You got to keep your eyes on whether or not people are messing around in your neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if a Navy Blue Jeep Cherokee with no license plates goes cruising down your block and you're not curious about it, you're doing something wrong. That's uh, all I'll say about that. Yeah. Uh, so I was with Ricky yesterday, and uh, Ricky bought tickets to go see the University of Michigan Wolverines versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, okay. And uh, we mentioned that we were I was with Ricky, so we yeah. didn't say what I was doing, but yeah. that's what I was doing. I was with Ricky. So uh, we went to the game. Very cool game. Like, very cool stadium. I love the stadium. It's great. Um, but as she mentioned previously, it's getting cold. It's getting windy. And yesterday, we got a rain-snow mix for about two hours while we're sitting in the stadium waiting for the game to start. Yesterday was definitely oh. the coldest, most inclement weather day we have had this Ooh. year. And my anti-cold scared of the cold no blood flow skeletor fingers husband spent that entire day outside which as i was sitting snuggled on the couch under a blanket binge watching 911 with soph next to me found very hilarious <laughs> yeah like um uh, yeah we went to the game we had great seats man i'll, I'll I, you might have seen some posts already um but we'll put some more pictures up but because um, i posted some stuff from the game he posted some stuff from the game uh, but man, it was good. I mean, Michigan won 34 to three. Like it was pretty good. Um, I will say, uh, as a Michigan fan, uh, coming up in two weeks, they have Ohio State, and uh, the team that I saw yesterday, uh, they better step it up because that team is not going to beat Ohio State if they play the way they played yesterday. They made too many mistakes against a team that's terrible. Uh, no offense to the uh, Nebraska fans, yeah, but your but team not is not very ranked, good. So yeah, they're, they're not ranked. Their team's lost, I think, five or six games at this point. So not a very good team. And Michigan made some mistakes that if they were playing a relatively good team would have capitalized on. Um, so 
Uh, but man, great game. There's not a bad seat in that place. I love the big house. It is a it is such a cool experience. When you walk into your section, so we were in section 18, and we had to go down to row 28. And when I say down, when you walk into section 18, you're at row 80, and then you walk down all those flights of stairs. And it, man, and that's the way it is all the way around the stadium because it used to be a hole in the ground, basically a, a bowl shape. Back in the day, people sat on the grass and watched the game without even chairs, which would have been in the early, like, you know, like 1900s or whatever. So um, they eventually, you know, built the seats and all that kind of stuff. But now they have box seats, and the box seats are up above the door that you walk through to go down to row 28. Um, But, man, just a cool experience, a cool stadium. Um, The band is cool. The halftime show was really cool. They did a thing. That was very funny because uh, the the marching band is celebrating their birthday. I think I believe it was 123 years or something like that. But they put up on the video screens, um, showing them doing the halftime show, and they would put the year up there. So it was like you know 87, 93, and it was like skipping. It's going like every five years or whatever. And it hit 2020, and it was literally like a mock eight um, bit like video game version of them on on a half time i was like that's hysterical that's awesome um it's funny to me because i went to u of m and worked at u of m and i've never been to the big house oh man i would like to go next year i would like to go to an earlier game in the season perhaps (laughs) yeah a game that's not because i'm not like a super fan so i am not going to be freezing my tush off yeah um man but it was a good experience. We also bought Stephen a Michigan hoodie for this extravaganza. So we oh, all know yeah. that I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon, but I'm a sellout, so I still buy everything from Amazon. And so Stephen found this um, Michigan hoodie he wanted to get. And it would be delivered in a couple days, but it said it was out of stock. And then when I looked it up, it said it was there. So I just ordered it. So when it arrives, it's a completely different hoodie. It doesn't look anything like the hoodie that they advertise. And it's ugly and cheap looking. Yep. And so I did my return and left my review, posted a picture of what I got. And I was like, you'll see this isn't what's advertised. As soon as my review went live and I looked at it, they updated what they're, what they were selling to the ugly thing that we got. And I was like, wow, as soon as my review goes live, they're like, oh, shoot, I better change this. So then I edited my review and was like, just so you guys know what you're missing out on, here's the cool sweatshirt. My review is accurate. I don't look nuts. They actually changed it after I did it. And then I had to find him another sweatshirt. So, And then he, and meanwhile, he's like, well, maybe they just sent us the wrong thing. Let me order one, too, and see if I get the one I like. Because they had not changed the image. Correct. So and now like, we have two ugly Michigan sweatshirts that we have to take back to the UPS store. Yeah, and and we turned around and got another hoodie. But I got to say, man, the one that they originally had pictured was so cool looking. It looked cool, yeah. Very cool looking, man. I I wish that that was available. Like, that was a cool looking hoodie. Um, I still like the one we got, um, but uh, yeah. And in hindsight, he wore this like flannel vest and a poncho over it. So I was like, wow, we really just wasted our money there. You didn't need this sweatshirt. It was my dad's. Uh, flannel vest. Yeah, I uh, like the flannel black, vest, but it covered cool. up all the Michigan, which is I my took, point. I took that off when we went to the restaurant later when we yeah. hit up Ironwood. So, which shout out to Ironwood, love your burgers, they're great. Yeah. All, all of us uh, enjoyed our our food. Uh, oh, we now went I there. want a burger. Yeah, 
uh, three of us got burgers, and then uh, Ricky's uh, son got a calzone, which looked really good. Their pizzas are pretty good there too. Ironwood yeah. in Plymouth, downtown Plymouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out, to, shout out to them, man. They 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 do some good food, and they got us in quick. We we went to another place, but they were like forty five minutes to an hour wait. And I'm looking at tables that they hadn't even bust, not even bust. And there was probably four people waiting in front of us, and they had a table that could seat ten people. If they split it up, it would have set, you know, four and four yeah. or whatever, and, like, they hadn't busted it yet. And I'm like, if you guys would bust these tables, man, then all of us could sit down and eat Mind right now. Mind you, you know everywhere is short-staffed, and it was also yeah. Saturday night at, like, 8.30. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they, they could very well be short-staffed. And then we went to Ironwood, and Ironwood was like, oh, uh, yeah, do you guys want this booth? I was like, all right, yeah, right Meanwhile, up. I was home all day. We went to breakfast with our friend Julie before he went to the game. Which, this t- this goes into what our, our topic is today. Yeah, so, so I was... I have become fully obsessed with the show 911 on Fox. It <laughs> premiered in 2018. Stars one phenomenally badass. That was our one. Yep. Angela Bassett. Yep. Oh my gosh, I want to be Angela Bassett when I grow up. She is so freaking cool. The Very whole cool. cast is amazing. The storylines are great. It's not, um, I, this isn't even part of our entertainment, but I'm just segueing off into how wonderful 911 is. It's such a good show. I haven't cried and teared up in a show as much as I have this show since I watched This Is Us. But there's also the suspense factor from the 911 and EMT calls. It's a phenomenal show. I highly recommend it. I'm in season three. I believe I was in season two yesterday when I started my binging. (laughs) As soon as he left... I'm not trying to overshare y'all, but I was getting comfortable. As soon as he left, I took off my bra, I grabbed a blanket, I got a glass of wine, and Sophie and I snuggled up on the couch and pressed play on 911. <laughs> and we watched it till he got home at like 10 o'clock. So I watched like 911 for 10 hours. I will admit, I, I very rarely have days like that. They stress me out. So like... Almost to the end of a day like that, I start to get anxiety and I start to feel stressed out about what I didn't do that day and what I should have done. And perhaps there were things I should do. And I've got that audit on Monday. So then I started panicking because I have no idea what to expect or what to do or how to pass or anything for that. So that's going to be fun. By the time this airs, that will be on day two. So send me good thoughts. But I like binge watched it. So and I'm thinking it like all this stuff is happening, these big storylines. And I'm like, man. This show airs episodically, like this airs regularly. I just happen to be able to watch it on Hulu, and I'm like, I can't imagine waiting ep- week to week. Like, I don't even know what that's like anymore. Yeah, um, it, and, and I just got to say that, like, uh, she will not do what she did yesterday with me. I don't want to be on your schedule or time or the show that you want. Or a show that we watch together. She won't even do that. You like, won't do that weird. either. You would never sit there and watch 10 hours of Castle. The only way, the only reason you did it with Bull is because I had the COVID. I would do it with Castle. I love Nathan Fillion. He's amazing. All right, we're going to come back to this in our real life, and then we'll come back to it on the podcast. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> this leads into our topic of today. Yeah, too much content. Too much content. So I listened to another podcast, um, uh, which is called Fat Man Beyond. It is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, and they talk all things comic books. And one of the things that Mark Bernardin brought up uh, was that there is too much content. And I was like, that I want to talk about this with Jess because this is so true. We talk about this to ourselves a lot. Like, 
there are so many shows to watch. Sometimes it just stresses me out thinking about what we're going to watch that night. I can literally right now think of four shows that I haven't watched yet that I want to watch that just haven't had time to watch. And number one on that list is The Sandman that's on Netflix. It's a comic book related show. It's it's um, uh, Neil Gaiman. Haven't watched it yet. And it's been out for like two months because yeah. there's so many other shows mm-hmm. that we watch and we don't have time for. And a lot of times it'll be late at night because after we've had a day and we've done a bunch of stuff, this, that, and the other, and it'll be like 8.30 and it's like, all right, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Not anything long. Okay, cool. Let's uh, do like Schitt's Creek or or Golden Girls or you know something like that or, or Seinfeld. Okay, cool. So we end up watching those and not one of the other shows that we've never, yeah. you know, that neither well, one of us has ever seen. It's all at our fingertips. So yeah. first of all, there's there's way too much content and then there's way too many platforms to watch it. So like what what do we have? We have Hulu Live. Hulu Live, yep. We've got Netflix. Netflix. Peacock, Paramount, HBO Plus or HBO Max. HBO Max, Disney Plus. Um Apple TV. Yep. And Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Like what the actual heck? And oddly enough, adding all those up together with our internet is still not as much as cable. So that, that goes to tell you that, but it's close. But it's like all those platforms have shows and it's like there's so, and they're all there. It's all bingeable. Yep. Rarely anything unless it's regular like TV, local TV, you know, Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. It's all bingeable. I, I remember Hulu will sometimes release weekly stuff. Um, Netflix has a couple times, but normally you can watch a whole season of something. And HBO Max does w- one episode a week. They might release two episodes on their first week, and then it's one episode a week after that. But even HBO Max to HBO has different programs. And Disney Plus, all of their shows are weekly. Yeah. Um, because they want you to keep they want you to keep the subscription, so they do weekly. Netflix is the only thing that does not do weekly; they just drop it. And I th- I hope they never change that because that means like if they change it, then we're back. To, we're literally back to appointment viewing but for everything. Also, you've got to look at every one of those shows has only like eight to thirteen episodes in a season that's on these streaming platforms for the most part. Yeah. So it's like even shows now like 911 is on Fox currently and it's only got about 18 episodes a season. So they're lowering that down a little bit too. And it's like Yeah. It, it's just amazing. Going back to what you said appointment viewing. Like com- now compared to when we were kids. So for me appointment viewing, TGIF, all of you 80s kids out there. Yeah. TGIF was it. You had Full House. You had Perfect Strangers. Um, you had um, Dinosaurs at one point. Yeah, Dinosaurs Just the great. ten of us, step by step. Like all of this, Family Matters. I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but all of this stuff. But that was like Friday night, prime time. Like you had to sit there and watch it. Like my brother and I would camp out in the living room and we'd watch it and we'd have friends over and it would be all this stuff. I remember Sunday nights, like CBS would have like holiday, cheesy holiday movies before Hallmark took it all over. And my mom and I would make sure we're done with everything by like eight o'clock to like sit on the couch and watch this movie together when I was younger. And, and don't forget on Thursdays was must see TV. Yes, exactly. Which was, which uh, Seinfeld friends, uh, which it, to say uh, at, at one point in time, there was the Cosby show that yeah. was part of that as well. Um, it was a great show. Um, it was. There's Unfor- always one bad apple that ruins it for everybody else, but that was a great show. Yeah, unfortunately, it's now tainted and it's it's not anywhere, and that is what it is. Um, 
It's very unfortunate, but that's where Friends got yeah. got picked up. That's where Seinfeld got picked up. Uh, what am I leaving out? There was a fourth show because it was always four shows. And I don't remember. I think there was, I mean, there were things like Veronica's Closet and Just Shoot Me and all those random Just shows that were like on there. Um, the, at one point in time, there was uh, Murphy Brown and yeah. Designing Women. I I feel like Designing Women was part of Must See TV. Definitely Maybe not. it was on a different night. Yeah, I don't know. Not. That was one my dad loved not. watching. Definitely not. But nonetheless, like that was when it was a thing to watch a show. You had to sit there and you had to watch it and you had to run to the bathroom during a commercial. And like you had to wait a week to see what happened. You had to a show ended in the summer and you had to wait to the fall to like watch that show. And now it's like during the summer and the fall, there's 30 shows that come out that you can watch. And it's like, I used to be like, all right, shows are done playing outside for three months. And then I'll watch TV again. And or watch movies during the summer. That's, that's a thing that I remember is that, okay, TV's over in May. It's not getting into June. Whereas now shows won't end until mid June. Yep. Used to, they would end in May when school ended at least for me, school would end in the last week of May, TV would be done, and then it was like movie season. All right, yeah. movies for the summer. I'll go to the theater, I'll see some movies, because you'll get your summer blockbusters. Um, you know, there'll be a Sunday night movie night for Disney on yep. on ABC. Yep. Um, at 6 o'clock, they always had a Disney movie. My parents, we always rented movies. Like, my dad hated appointment viewing TV. He hated it. That's what he called it, appointment te- viewing television. He hated it. The only thing that he would watch that way is he would watch Quantum Leap and Star him. Trek Next Generation. Yeah. If it wasn't those two, he wasn't watching it. He would watch, not regularly, but late night, he would watch Night Court and Cheers. and um, That's like rerun stuff, though. He was watching it when it was oh, live. I thought you said late night. Well, if he was on it late at night, then it's a rerun. Yeah, but like Night Court and Cheers weren't generally like 7 o'clock TV shows. Those were coming on at like 9 or 10 o'clock when the kids are going to bed because those are more adult content. So those weren't for, like I said, those were well, in the later hours. They were, And they were not reruns at that point in time, not in the 80s. I mean, the fact of the matter is, though, those days are gone. Yeah. Like, I think delayed gratification in general in youth and in kids is gone like I used to get a couple toys here and there when I went shopping but I knew that Christmas or my birthday was when I was going to get stuff kids nowadays get everything all the time there's now they have all the tv all everything at their fingertips everything for them to watch everything for them to get And I feel like you lose out on a lot from that. Even myself, I'll have to be like, Steven, I cannot watch TV tonight. I need a weekend with no TV. Like I, I feel like it becomes a thing. Like, whereas TV used to be, you know, you would watch it from eight to 10. That was like it. Now it's like, everything's at my fingertips. I can binge watch stuff from the moment I come home from the moment I wake up. And I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. It's probably not in the long run if you do it so many days in a row or weeks, months, whatever. Um, for some people, I mean, it's fine. It just depends on your mentality and who you are as a person. I, I think, think maybe for some people it's fine, but I think kids, like, they need more stimulation than just being able to watch TV all the time and to get everything all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's not Yeah, healthy. I mean, it makes it even, it, it makes it hard to buy Christmas gifts for people in today's society when everything's at your fingertips to yeah. buy. 
I mean, it's like, just, because there's no more buying. You don't buy people movies anymore for Chris, for a Christmas gift. You no. hardly ever do that because everything's on streaming. You're the only person I know that still buys hard movies. Like, I, th- I try not to think about, like, we're very different in the things that we purchase and the things that we like and the things that we buy. And that was an honest struggle for me when we got married because I'm like, he's wasting so much of our money buying these things. I, I only buy Marvel, DC, and or, like, Star Wars Blue, but you'll Blu-rays. buy a movie you don't even like because you have to because it's part of Marvel's. It's part of the collection, and that's man. So I like, weird I like to, to me. I like to have the whole set. I can't have something missing. I gotta have but the whole set. But I don't set. need him talking to me about ordering from Old Navy or whatever. Which so I never do. I'm not gonna say anything, but it's just a weird thing. I it's never... a weird thing to buy a physical copy of a movie to me to have the physical copy and the digital copy when we subscribe to Disney Plus and can just watch it there. I get that. <laughs> so I'm like, I get okay. that, but it's on He's it's on display quirky. in my man cave. It's yeah. it's on display in my man cave. It's with all my stuff, man. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I get it. We all have our things, and you know, yeah. But, it's ne- it's ne- I got figurines but, up there. I got some, I got some cool stuff, man. Like, uh, some of us from my childhood. I got an old uh, lunchbox that's my Rambo lunchbox with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sticker on the front of it. Well, and that's then, totally and then I put, different. And then I put my Ninja Turtles up there. So. Uh, and I got my Ninja Turtles movie, the 1990 VHS movie. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I put up. And so with Marvel, I've got you know I've got Groot. I'm looking at Groot, Miss Marvel, Iron Man. I've got the sunglasses for e- uh, what was it? Uh, was it Edith? Even I don't remember the name. Oh man, it's right. it. Yeah, it's the Edith glasses. Okay. Or no, it, it was it Edith or Eden? Oh man, it's I'm not so bad. Eden. Dang it. Um. But yeah, it's just. But I, but yeah, and then I got Daredevil, and I've got. Um, Edith is right. It is Edith, um, and then I have. Uh, it's uh, it's not Kitty Pride. It is. Maybe it is Kitty Pride. But anyways, I've got all those sitting up there. But my thinking to that is, you're talking about your 1990 TMNT movie. Do the kids have anything like that nowadays? Do they have anything that they're like super just looking forward to seeing in the theater and can only see in the theater? <sighs> And then it doesn't come out on DVD or VHS two weeks later. Like you actually have to like see it and talk to your friends about it and wait a year till it comes out and then get it. And like, instead of like, oh, it's coming out both on a streaming platform and in theaters. And it's just, it's just such different time. Like there has not been that many years since I was 11 years old, 30 years yeah. That's not that long in the grand scheme of life. And the difference in just what we're talking about with television and like media is vast. It is amazing to me. It is like Grand Canyon vast. So I think about like the older generation, like if my grandparents were still alive today, like what they are seeing now compared to what they saw when they were younger, yeah. what that might feel like to them, because I know what this feels like to me. And it blows my mind. I mean, for me, like you, uh, we've mentioned the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, that came out. I went and saw it in the theater, which I still think it's it's one of, if not the best comic book movies of all time. I love it. It's ama- There's not a flaw in that movie to me. But um, that came out. I got that for Christmas. Yeah. And that came out in the summer. So it took like six months to come out on exactly. VHS. We just went and saw Black Adam. And what three weeks ago now? Two weeks ago, we saw Black Adam. Okay, it'll probably Whatever come out. It it'll out. probably come out for Christmas. So we saw it in October, 
it'll come out in two months on Blu-ray and DVD for 100%. Christmas. Yeah, it'll come out for for that. Uh, it'll be on streaming like, and all that kind of stuff. That's crazy to me. Yeah, they they the turnaround is great. I mean, it took George Lucas three years to make a new Star Wars film, and it would take a full year for you to be able to buy yeah. it on VHS to watch it again. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. And then when he sold it to Disney, <clears throat> excuse me, Disney went from three years to making them in two years. And like, that's the whole irony of like renting movies and stuff. Like we used to do all of that. And like, they talk about Netflix coming out with their blockbuster show, talking about the last blockbuster, which is ironic because Netflix is part of the reason that blockbusters went under, but now they're capitalizing on what they did to blockbuster to make a show. Yeah. Like, you know, no shame in their game, but I'm just saying like, that's sort of like mind bending. Like that's a little on the nose especially with everything Netflix is doing now with trying to eliminate sharing of things and all this stuff. Like I'm paying $20 a month for your stupid platform. I should be able to let my mom use it. Now, the thing is, is that the Netflix making that change is a big deal. Um, But when you go see something in the theater, like we saw Black Adam, if you get on Instagram and search Black Adam, you there's a there's a way that you could probably watch the majority of that film through small clips on Instagram. Oh, for sure. Because it's just up. I feel like I watched the majority of that film in the two-minute trailer because that's another thing we've talked about before. Trailers should be no more than 30 seconds. Yep. We I watched a movie that we're going to talk about next week, and I was like, oh, I want to watch this trailer. And we were about 30 seconds in, and I was like, all right, stop. I'm going to watch it. I don't want to see anything else. Yeah. Because if I see more than 30 seconds, I feel like I'm watching the whole movie. Yeah. The tr- if if I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Two examples of movies that had excellent trailers. I'll, I'll, go, I'll round it out. I'll round it out. I'll give you a good prime number. I'll give you three examples of movies that their first trailer told me nothing about the entire plot of the film. And I was in, and the trailer was less than a minute. Mm. Star Wars The Force Awakens, Episode 7, Avengers Endgame. And the original 1989 Batman movie. If you watch those three trailers on YouTube, they're not very long. They're less than they're less than 90 seconds. I said a minute earlier, but they're less than 90 seconds, and they do not tell you what the third act is in the movie. Yeah. They don't even tell you what the second well, act is in the, the movie. Well, that's the thing. You can get enough screen grabs from the first act. I don't want to see. I remember, um, and I never saw. Did I see this movie? Mm, there's a movie, Funny People. Yep. So. It came out forever ago. It was not funny. But nonetheless, it's the whole like Judd Apatow gang. And but it's Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler's in it. And he has cancer, I believe. And that's shown in the trailer. And it's just talking about whatever. But you watch that movie for over an hour before he's diagnosed with cancer. But you already know he has cancer from the trailer. And I remember thinking... Why are you giving me all this information? Because I know what's coming. I've been watching this movie for over an hour, and this hasn't even been mentioned. Yeah, like, just get to it already. And I'm like, I can't stand it. Yeah, I, 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 wish, I, I wish that trailers weren't uh, the way they are. They drive me nuts. And TV shows, TV shows are even worse. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll give you everything because it's a 10-episode thing. So well, they're giving you stuff that's in the 10th episode. And I'm just like, I don't want any of this. One like, thing I like about um, not watching it live and I mean, you that you can do this watching it live. Is we never watch the scenes, the, whatever the next we live. On, yeah, next we episode. never watch next on anything. 
because I don't want to know. Like, yep. I don't want to no know. Thank you. Like that. The episode's only 45 minutes long. You're going to give me a minute of next on or even 30 seconds. That's going to show me a lot. I don't want to see it. I will do that occasionally for something like Doctor Who. If if I know that they've said the next episode isn't like if they do a special around Christmas time. But then the season's going to start in like May. Yeah. If there's a, you know, next on and they're going to give me a quick like 10 second thing because they're running the credits underneath it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll watch that because it's like, all right, I'm not going to see this for four or five months. I'll probably forget most of it anyways. And it's only going to be a short 10 seconds yeah. and a whole bunch of clips. That's cool. I'm good with that. That's fine. But yeah, I don't watch. I like when we watch the blacklist, like Hulu actually cuts off the trailer yeah. at the end every time. I'm like, good. Sometimes I don't want to see they it. cut off a little bit too much, but that's yeah. Well, let's get into. We also have continuing on this topic. Our technical air entertainment is a couple movies. Well, one quick shout out that, of course, as you all know, Black Panther came out last week. Yep. So it comes out technically on Friday. So you all know I was sitting there on Thursday with my husband watching it. Yep. Well, movie. That's the other thing about movies. Now they come out the day before yeah. what's on the poster. They still say comes out. You know, November Friday, November twelfth. But all the movies start showing. All the theaters start showing on Thursday. So that's another. Yep. They can't even delay. You, people can't even wait till the actual day. They have to go a day early. I remember going to see. Um. What was it? I went to see. I remember going to see Iron Man 2 at midnight. Yeah. At midnight. Because you because it wasn't going to show before the release date. Yep. I and remember now, I took off work the next day so I wouldn't have to worry about when I was going to go to sleep yeah. and all that kind of stuff because I was probably going to go to like Ram's Horn or something or go get food afterward with my friends. And a bunch of us went and saw Iron Man 2 at midnight. Yeah. And then we went and got food. And that was like the coolest thing because it was a midnight showing and yep. like it it midnight those showing days is, are it, gone. is a fun crowd. And yes, those are totally gone now. Totally gone. But I but we're not gonna talk about that movie yet. We're just gonna say that we saw it. Yep. And then in a couple of weeks we'll give our reviews on that, which obviously we feel differently because we're Jessica and Steven. <laughs> um, but we are gonna talk. He did mention that we went to see Black Adam. So yeah. in our last few minutes here, we're just gonna talk about going to see Black Adam. And our thoughts. Do how do you who do you want to go first? Um, I I think that uh, you should go first. Okay. Um, I didn't think it was great. <laughs> I will say, um, it wasn't. I was not impressed with The Rock. Nothing about him so much as just the movie itself and Black Adam. An interesting thing I think both DC and Marvel are doing though is like DC. First of all. I had never heard of Black Adam. There's a lot of people I know that aren't karmic book people that had never heard of Black Adam. So it's like not only is this new character coming out of nowhere for a majority of people, but then he's getting his whole movie. And for me, I was like, it was okay for him. And then they had the Justice, not League. It's the Justice Society. It's They call Just it JSA, the Justice Society of America. Okay, Justice Society in there as well, which was another handful of characters that they tossed in there. And I didn't feel connected to anybody. The only person I felt connected to, um, and what was, who's the actress? Um, the actress is Sarah uh, Shahai. Sure. Yeah. So she um, was on Person of Interest on that Sex Life show on Netflix, which I couldn't get through because it was dreadful. She plays Adriana Toomes. She's great in it. She's yes. really good in it. Um, her and her son, that storyline, I really liked. Yep. But I just wasn't like, 
I just didn't feel connected to anybody. I didn't like Black Adam enough to like really care. The Justice Society comes in like full tilt and you're like, I don't really know what your deal is. So for me, not being a comic book person, none of these people have I ever heard of before. And now they're having like this movie. Yeah. Not to mention, I think it's in poor taste that they left in power by Kanye West. Oh boy! That, Sorry, I do. That was bad timing, and they had they had two weeks. They, they had two weeks to go it. in and post and remove that. You it, know, like I, I, I'm not even saying he should be canceled. I truly don't believe in cancel culture, but I do believe there should be consequences, and like we have to do everything in our power to try to eradicate and erase just hate, and by not removing that song. I think it sort of tainted the movie a little bit. There has to be consequences, and uh, there has to be um, uh, what's accountability. Yeah. And uh, they had they had time. I, I've read articles with people that are in Hollywood that produce movies and do stuff, and they're like, there was plenty of time to make that change. Yeah. There was two weeks. He made those statements two weeks ago. You could have made a change to a different song. Um, Nonetheless, and, and I, for me, I, I I've been listening to an album uh, by a band called Fit for a King. And they have a song that would have worked perfect for that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that would have been cool. Obviously, not a lot of people know who Fit for a King is, but uh, you'll hear about him next you'll, week. You'll hear about him when we talk about um, that album next week. But but yeah, but, overall, uh, I'll be honest with you. Overall, like I, I didn't love it. Um, and we saw it a couple weeks ago. And quite literally, as I'm talking to you guys right now, I'm like, I don't nothing stands out from it to where I like even remember it. So. As a comic, You're up. <laughs> so so as a comic book fan, for me, uh, first of all, Black Adam is a character that is connected to Shazam. So if you've seen the Shazam movies with Zachary Levi, um, those two characters are connected. That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah, that's an excellent movie. Those two people are connected, um, and uh, hopefully, eventually, they will cross over because uh, they. There's a second Shazam movie coming out. Don't you think that would have been a better way to introduce Black Adam? Just they, a little bit. They actually did uh, introduce Black Adam's story in Shazam. They don't say him by name, um, but they they reference his story, and because the god that uh, the kid who becomes Shazam meets tells him about Black Adam, basically without saying Black Adam, which I thought that was interesting to not even say Black Adam. He totally should have. But anyway, um, your your view system. for me for me the thing was is that the Rock I think embodies the character very well. The character is very much a uh, character that cares only about his country and his people, um, and literally is a get off my lawn type for anybody else that wants to come in and try to do anything to his country. Um, I I like that about his character. It makes him kind of an uh, an antihero in a way. Uh, because to his people, they love him. They absolutely love him because he's their protector. Everybody else is like, uh, he's a little bit overbearing. I do love an, a good anti-hero. I yeah. will say that. Um, the thing is, is that I think The Rock embodied the character very well. Um, he also had the opportunity uh, at, they, they put in there where there is about three different outfits that he has that pay homage to the different outfits that his character has been in the comics, which I appreciated that. Um Especially the one where he, where his uh, where his outfit he has a hood instead of like uh, like just his bald head where that he's was got a hood. Pretty cool entrance. Um, man, it is so cool with with the hood look. That's my favorite look of his in the comics. Um, she mentioned the JSA. Uh, the JSA was interesting for me. Uh, Pierce Bronston played Doctor Fate. Uh, Aldous Hodge played Hawkman. Um, 
Hawkman in the comics is very angsty. Um, he's on edge, and that's because of his history and background, which the movie does not give you. And and that was uh, probably my biggest beef with the movie, is that um, they could have taken a couple seconds. They could have taken a minute or two for even somebody like Dr. Fate to be like, hey, he's like this because. Um, because there's two new characters, Adam Smasher and Cyclone, that don't really know hawkman and they're like why is he so prickly and like there 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 was an opportunity there that way as a viewer and and there's a what there was a reason and they could have gave it uh they it's a it's it's a movie that's over two hours they had a chance to do that they could have done it i agree um pierce bronson excellent as dr fate uh dr fate is a character that um it all depends on who has the helmet and that's who is dr fate um because it's it's alien technology and it's almost like DC's version of Doctor Strange with a bit more alien stuff. Um, and Pierce Bronson was excellent. I think he stole every scene he was in. Um, he just gets better with age, man. Pierce Bronson's just great. Um, for me, I enjoyed the movie because there was a lot of comic book stuff that I read that they paid homage to. As she mentioned before, uh, the girl that plays Adriana Toomes, uh, Sarah uh, Sahai, is fantastic. Um, probably, She's probably the best part of the movie. 100%. Um, she steals every scene that yes, she's in. Absolutely. She she steals the scene even from The Rock. And The Rock is a big personality. He's the biggest actor in the world and she's in the scene with him and I think she steals it. Like it's it's cool how that's how that's done. Um and uh they have a scene at the end of the credits. If you wait around for the end of the credits, they have a nice scene. Uh, which shout out to Viola Davis for, for playing Amanda Waller. I love her version of Amanda Waller because oh, she's so awful. Oh, but that means she plays her well. But I oh, hate man. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller in the comics is an absolute like she is a mean. She is all out for herself and her her agenda and don't get in her way because she runs the Suicide Squad and Amanda she Waller t- is a villain. She is straight up villain and I love it and Viola Davis is amazing. Yeah. I, I Oh man, I love Viola Davis. She's great. But the scene at the end, we get Henry Cavill. Oh my God, literally? in the Superman outfit. I literally had no idea what you were talking about. I'm like, end scene, end scene, wrecking my brain. Henry Cavill back as Superman. Now, this we talked about previously. Uh, we talked about uh, She-Hulk and how She-Hulk advertised as something, and then at the end, it's undercut at the very end, Correct. and how that upset us. With Black Adam, Black Adam is in the final scene because you get a face-off yeah. with him and Henry Cavill as Clark Kent the Superman. End, the it's, but it's, it's appropriate. Not, it's not an undercut no. at all. It's a launching pad mm-hmm. of the fact that The Rock has said for a year and a half that he's been telling the executives, you go pay that man because we're not done. I will say I thought the end credit scene was good. I thought it was appropriate. It went right along with the movie. It wasn't out of nowhere. Yes, it was a launching pad, but it it tied up the movie. Like the, yep. the end scene with him and Amanda Waller is totally relevant to the movie and then Superman being there is totally relevant to what he says to her. Like it makes a hundred percent sense. Yes. And, and the way he shows up and and Henry Cavill said that he, he put on his man of steel outfit from that movie because he felt it was the most appropriate for him coming back to the character because it has the most meaning to him. Um, and they have not said what's coming next for DC, but there's, you know, there's going to be Superman. There's going to be, they have a, 
like a, not a comic con, but they have a con coming up in December where they're going to be releasing what their next slate of stuff is. I just is. want to see some Batfleck. And uh, they've brought back uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. They've brought back Henry Cavill. We just don't know what it's going to lead to. But the other news that's come out since this movie has come out is that James Gunn, who made the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, he's made 3, and that will come out next year. And he also made the last Suicide Squad movie and Peacemaker with John Cena, mm-hmm. the TV show. He's now one of the co-CEOs of their movie, TV, and animation department. Is that sort of like a Kevin Feige thing in Marvel? He is, he is a co... It's him and one other person whose name I cannot remember, but they are essentially the Kevin Feige well, for DC. I hope that they can do something because I, when I left Black <laughs> Adam, I looked at Steven and I said, no matter what, no matter what DC gives me, all I think at the end of their movies is, you missed the mark, you're not Marvel. There is some, Marvel gives you so much heart in their movies, thought out characters, heart, action, everything. And I left Black Adam going, you didn't grab me. You missed the mark on grabbing my like heartstrings. Marvel, even if I don't always like it, they get my heart. And I'm like, oh, you're getting there, DC. Yep. But you're not quite there yet. And I don't know what is missing because you've got the talent. You've got the characters. DC characters are my favorite characters. But you just aren't landing it. And they got the actors. Yeah, that's what I said. They've got the actors. They've got, they've got all the pieces. But maybe having a Kevin Feige type in James Gunn to sort of mold it all together will work. And James Gunn just said in an article this weekend, in an interview, um, that he's already had a meeting with writers and stuff, and they've been planning out what is their next eight to ten years worth oh, of movies. Oh, they're doing phases. It, I don't know if it's going to be phases. Well, it's, we don't know, but... You know it's that kind of thing. But the You thing, have to do that, though, because none of their stuff makes sense together. The thing is, is that this Marvel phase that we've been through, which we're now in what is considered the fourth phase... And, and Black Panther ends the fourth phase. James Gunn has been a part of behind the scenes yeah. with that with Kevin Feige. So he, I think he can bring something to DC that's sorely missed. And, Cohesiveness. And what I wonder is, is Marvel going to take a hit? I don't think so. I, I think without, there's room for both of them. Without James Gunn, are they going to take a hit? That's what I wonder. Because James Gunn is know. listed as an executive producer on a lot of stuff for Marvel, not just You're the, the two Guardians films. You're the one that tells films. me um, executive producer is just a title. Yeah, but in the case of Marvel, that's not the case. Like, with the, with the case of Marvel, their executive producers are, are legit. I don't that think spend Marvel a lot of time. will take a hit. I think Marvel might just have a fair competitor in DC, which they should be. There's room for both of them. Yeah, DC, and it's not DC's fault. I mean, it's not Marvel's fault that DC's sucking. Yeah, man, and, and and you know what? I could talk about this forever. It's almost like I should make another podcast or something. Who knows? Maybe, maybe if we're lucky. <laughs> but for now, thank y'all for listening. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If we can just say, uh, you know, give us a review on Apple, if you would, please. Uh, we've got we've got a few on there. Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear some feedback. That helps. Uh, yeah, I'd hit love that, some feedback. Hit that like and subscribe button, please, on your uh, podcast listening platform. That helps our analytics so that we can uh, see subscriptions and stuff like that. And it helps us out to know yep. where we're at on the numbers. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, new episodes every every Tuesday at 6 a.m. going live. Yes. So 
Uh, we appreciate you guys' time, and uh, thanks for listening to this week. I believe that's all we can say. Bye, y'all. Okay, Hello. move the mic up Hello. to yourself. Don't well, lean I'm forward. Come on. Get yourself like you're going to sit. Come on. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. Get yourself how you're going to be. Hello. 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 You're not even looking at me. How are you going to be able to turn? You're going to be all right with the yeah. turning? Hello. All right. Cool. Cool.